Welcome to Practically a Fabring, a podcast about life, about getting real, and about Chabad Hasidus. Here's our hosts, Menachem Poznanski and Rabbi Mayor Prager. Practically a Fabring, and welcome back. Episode 48. This is very exciting. We are here. We are finally ready for the meat and potatoes of Tanya. Perak Yudbeis Vehabenini. Why is the Sefer called Sefer Shalbenanim? How is the Alter Rebbe possibly going to provide all the answers for all the questions? We are finally ready. But first, before we get started, please do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast, Apple, Spotify. Give us a five-star review on Apple. It really helps us out. And spread the word to your friends. Let them know about this great podcast. And if you want to reach us, please email us at consciouslythepodcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. We're jumping back in to Parakid Bays. I think you're going to love it. It's really, really special, really amazing. And you're headed out of the park. Hope you enjoy. Okay, here we go. Practically, if I bring in episode 40-something. This is great. It's great. We're really, I feel like, I'm really excited to be here. Mayor, thanks for being here. Thanks for not shying away from this very important avoida because we've been preparing all this time to talk about the Benini, and now we're already here, and human nature is to run. Yes. Uh, but we're not running. <laughs> the task is at hand. So... The chapter starts off, right, That a Benini is someone who never sins. The evil never overcomes him. And he has total dominance over the, the, the small city, right? Which, he just, which the Alter Rebbe discussed earlier, that our bodies, ourselves, are like a small city with two kings that are fighting over dominion over them to be enclosed within the expressions of the body of machshava dibramaisa of unholiness. Shemitzada klipa, that come from the side of klipa. Ain govrimbo, they don't, they don't defeat him. Al nefesh alokis, l'hislabash b'gof b'mayach b'peh, b'shara machhevarim l'achtiyem, b'latimim chas v'shalom. Rak, shlish levushe nefesh alokis, heim levadim islabash b'gof, shemachshava dibramaisa shatarag metzatera. So not only is he not defeated, but only his only way of expression external is... The nefesh ruach and the machshava diber and ma'isa of the nefesh elokis, which is targ mitzvah Torah. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a tzaddik to me. Like when I was a kid and they talked about tzaddik, one that more, was like way beyond anything that I could one, imagine. You, just one more line. Okay. Below every aver miyamav, and he never sins one day in his life. Ever. 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 Even one second. Then you want to know why I want to run? <laughs> It's very unrelatable. If we could relate to the last chapter. Right. You know, we spent, a, we, we, we pitched our tent in uh, Yudalif. <laughs> it was a long, it was one of the, the lengthy Masa'os, one of the lengthy travels. But, but we know that we, we have this uh, take on, on Tanya, based on the Altrem's take on Tanya, that's Kikar Velacha, has to be close to you. So if you start reading something that doesn't sound like it's close to you at all, then you're not in Tanya anymore. Right. has to be relatable. And this is called Sefer Shalbanenim. Yeah. So I'm saying... But I'm saying the overall, even when he's talking about a tzaddik or whatever level he's talking about, right, right, if it's right. kikar velacha, it's close to you. And if it's not close to you, then then you're not, you know, you're not in the world of Tanya. So this is really a hard... Uh, this is a heavy line. Fuloi over, fuloi yaver. He never did and never will, Ever. So, so first of all, like we said the last time, this I think gives a little bit more credibility to what we spoke last time, that a Benini is a completely different level that even a tzaddik can get, get you know, 
go to that level of a benini. Because where a person gives up on himself and he's completely into what what God wants, even if it's good what he wants, to be able to get over yourself in whatever level you're in, there is a certain dimension that it gets you, that's who you are. And a benini is somebody who is just completely about what God wants. And that's what he's saying over here, interestingly. He says, what's motivating him? Machshavet Dibur of Ter. We have to go back a few prokem. I think it was in Perik, uh, Dalud, where we spoke about the Levushim. We spoke about what's unique between the Levushim, the garments, the thoughts, which is thought, speech, and action, versus the, the character traits of a person, Chochma, his basic character. And we said that the difference is a person's character is a character, but the Levushim, in a way, make the man. As you dress a certain way, as you think a certain way, as you speak a certain way, then all of a sudden you become this other person. And the Levushim is God's gift to us, at least the Levushim of Torah Mitzvahs, the thought of how Torah thinks, Torah proper thought, the way we speak to each other, how we speak in learning, the way we act. When you do that, you start becoming, you introduce to yourself a completely different element which can, which can make you far greater than ever before. And that's the, the, the way that we're going, as we said then, to connect to our core being, which is part of God. The Benini is somebody who forcefully puts upon himself these restrictions or this, this standard that this is who I want to be. And by doing that, by only thinking the things that you're supposed to think and speaking what you want, what you're supposed to say and do what you're supposed to do, he becomes a different person. It's just he it becomes a different person. He's not that person anymore. I was thinking about an example. It's very hard to give an example, but you know, one, one that, that comes to mind is everybody had a different time in their life when they were dieting and when they were on. And then it was just easier. <laughs> they were... They didn't want to eat anything bad. They understood how important it was. They exercised. They were on. And they were in the zone. They were just eating it, thinking like that, speaking like that. They went into that place. And at that time, they said, I'm never going back to the other state. They're so, they're so in a different zone at that time that they don't even see that other thing anymore. That's really a space of also about chuva. Out, you know, the way the Rambam explains tshuva is that a person could go, even if he goes back to the exact same scenario that he felt or he was challenged with, and he doesn't do it anymore, he's over it. You're over it. You know, he, he got to this other place. That's what he means. That, I think from the Rebbe Sikhs also, it seems like that's what he means over here in Tanya. Um, mm. that, that it means that at this particular time, he's so changed that you're just not that guy anymore. You're not that person anymore. So even if the person did do Aver, but now that he's this new person, this person here, this person here, doesn't ever do Aver, and he's not going to do it. He's not in that space anymore. He's removed himself from that space, and he put himself in this other space. It's important. You remember we forbringed once on Gimel Thomas and we were talking about the chassid, what a chassid is. And we, and we were discussing at the time that it's not a noun, it's a verb. It's an action. 
I think the same thing applies over here also. When you talk about a tzaddik and a rasha, it's really a title at that time where a person states is. A benini is an action. It's just, he's on. He's on at that time. He's, you know, it doesn't make it, it's not, it's not only that he's doing the right thing. He is like, he's actively looking and saying, where should I be? And there's, that's where I'm going. Mm. He's on. He's he's very, very on at that time. A Benini is somebody who's on. And again, it could be in any level a person. Like later on in the next paragraph, we'll say it could be anybody. anybody. Midas Kolodom. Midas Kolodom. That means it's Tzadik, anybody. At any time, we have the choice between the Levushim, God gave us these garments that are not hard-coded like the rest. The other things, we are emotionally attached to certain things that are just, that get us. And uh, some people have a tiver for certain things. Whatever it is, everybody has something that, that, that traps them. The Machshove Dibur Maisa is this, this Superman tool that God gave us that we don't, we're not, we don't need to be trapped there. You can go out of that particular place. It's an active doing. And Vloyava, never doing that. You're just completely in the zone. He put himself in that zone. Okay, wow. Uh, Mayor, this is fantastic. I think this is the best thing you ever said. I want to just say. I, I know you were nervous before, but I, I really, this is what I understood. You'll tell me if I'm misunderstanding. I don't think I am. I think it's unbelievable. I think this is revolutionary, radical. And amazing. Okay, so you're talking about how do we connect ourselves with this place, this description of the Bainani that the Alter Rebbe plays out, lays out here, which is the first time he's really kind of like connecting us with what a Bainani is. He only told us what a Bainani is not in relationship to Rabba. Now he's describing what the Bainani is. The whole Sefer is called Sefer Shal Bainanim. He starts off, the whole Sefer is Meyusad, is founded on the Pasuk, that the matter is very close to you. So this Benini character should be very related to who we are as a person. It should very much relate to all of us. And not only that, you pointed out, soon he's going to point out that the Midas HaBenini is a Midas Kol Adam, right? That this this nature, this character of the Benini is really, it's, it's the nature of all people, right? So we have to really kind of delve into that and try to understand that because the way that he describes the Benini here is very, very different. He's a guy that never sins. He never did sin. He never will sin. He doesn't sin for one moment. The, the, the Ra never gives itself expression in his body. It seems like something very, very far. In fact, if I was going to think about who I, what I thought a tzaddik was in my previous life, right. he didn't meet up to this Standard. level. Right. <laughs> like, right. It's almost in, inhuman. Right. right. So how do we relate to that? Meaning not only is that not relatable to what, what I perceive the tzaddik to be, but it's for sure not relatable to me, and yet the Tanya is telling me, and the Alter Rebbe already said, we talked about in the early episodes, this is a fabringen with the Alter Rebbe, and, and he's fabringing with us, and he's saying, no, you're a Benini, so what is he saying to us? So the answer that you gave, which is really, really beautiful, is that what the Alter Rebbe focuses in on in this chapter is particularly the levushim, the garments, which are the expressions of the soul, the way in which these two energies, the Nefesh of Bahamas and the Nefesh of Kis, express themselves outwardly. Maisa, Dibur, Machshava, thought, speech, and action, right? So the soul is there, it's an energy source, but energy, an energy source 
is noticeable once it's expressed outward. So the levushim are the way in which the, that is expressed. So I said, okay, so if we're in levushim, if we want to understand the Benini, and the Alter Rebbe is directing us towards looking at levushim, let's go back and look at what the levushim are, right? And you pointed out, right, based in Perik Dalid, that the levushim are, which is interesting, you didn't say this explicitly, but I assume that that's part of, the levushim are actually higher than the person when it right. comes to the nef, levushim of the nefesh kiss. It can accomplish, right? it can bring the person. Right, it can right. Ex, it has a greater expression Express. of God's essence. So the levushim refers to taking something which is on a lower level, so to speak, and then transforming it externally, kind of channeling it into a higher space. So you, what you describe the Bainani as, the Bainani is someone, and this, and therefore it could be anyone on the continuum that we've been describing, Tzadik, Tzadik Gomer, Tzadik Shena Gomer, Rosh Hashanah Gomer, Rosh right? And then Rosh Gomer. The Bainani is someone who focuses in on Levushim in order to transcend the space that he's existing in, Right? The tzaddik and the rasha, as we've been describing them, for the most part are very are reacting to their nature, even if they're overcoming their nature. They're in their nature. I like God. I don't like God. I like hamburgers. I don't like hamburgers. I like hamburgers. We're going to try not to eat them most of the time, but sometimes, because I'm a rasha vetovlo, right? Most of the time I won't eat the hamburgers, but sometimes I'll go eat the hamburger because I can't control myself. Ah, therefore, I'm a rasha vetovlo. So he's reacting and responding to his nature. The benini is not involved bichlal. He's not involved at all with his nature. He's trying to transcend himself through right action. So through action, he's totally not connected to his previous space. Meaning, right, in, when a person's living that way, this reminds me a lot of the Mimer, Lassima Shekela, which we've discussed many times, I'm very enamored by, right? Meaning when a person is focused on filling his days, right, he's not at all connected to like what I was yesterday. I'm not that guy yesterday because I'm busy here. I'm trying to make the most of this day. I'm trying to fill this day. What can I do? What can I accomplish today? Okay, there were sins yesterday. I regret those sins. Okay, okay. I don't want to do that again. I'm not going to do it again. I'm moving forward. What can I do today? What's, what am I going to, how can I express this energy that I'm feeling inside of myself today outward? And I'm not preoccupied by my nature, what I like, what I don't like. It's not about what I like and what I don't like. It's what opportunity is before me. What privilege is God placing me to be useful to him and to his universe, right? So it's a very different attitude. Now the tzaddik can have that attitude and the rasha can have that attitude. Anyone can have that attitude because anyone can take on that attitude at any given moment. He can say, you know what? I regret everything bad I did, but how can I be useful? How can I direct my attention towards the usefulness that I can have? How can I express the good that is inside of me? Oh, but there's only a little bit of good. Okay, but how can I express that little bit of good outward into the world? How can I manifest that little? Okay, it's true. That guy's better than me. That guy's bigger than me. Okay, fine, but but I'm me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter how big or small a person is. For the Bainini, it doesn't matter because he's trying it's to transcend. Right. It's not his job. His job is to transcend, yeah, transcend that space and to make the most of the reality, right? And the truth is, no matter what level a person's on, it's infinite, right? Because it's divine, right? So it's like the different levels of infinite. And there are no different levels of infinite. So, so the Bainini, what you're describing is the Bainini is fully living in the moment, right? When we talk about today, like mindfulness and fully living in the moment, I think, and this is a, a Nakuda adding. I, 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 this is a question. Is this partially what you're referring to? Can we say that the Bainini is someone who's fully living in the moment because he's living fully? The Bainini is on. He's fully engaged in his life. He's living in Machshava Dibin Maisa. He's living in, how can I be useful now? 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 So 
all those other considerations about how he feels or what he thinks or what he likes or what he doesn't like, none of that matters because he's busy in, he's focused and fixated on taking advantage of each moment in the day. So this is not about, I don't want, because the reason why I'm asking that is that you could take this and say, okay, so like how you think and how you feel doesn't matter. And that's not to me what this is saying. It's saying, okay, it matters how you think and how you feel. But if you get lost being preoccupied by how you think and how you feel, and not like thinking proactively in a positive way, but like how you think and how you feel, then you take away from the opportunity to get busy doing good things, thereby transcending the space that you're in and elevating who you are to something immeasurably greater than you ever ever could have thought. So first of all, the the, uh, the example you brought from the Tia Mishakelu is fantastic because the Mimer over there speaks about the Yechim ben Zakai. He was 120 years old, and he says, I don't know which direction I'm going into. The question is, what do you mean? You should have asked this question when you were much younger. Right. It's a little, a little late now, you know. What do you tell somebody 120 years old? He said, have a good day. Right. You know, like it's really late for that. Right. But the point there, it says it brilliantly, is Yechim ben Zakai lived as Benini. He's like, what does God need from me? He always was on. So he was always on. And because he was always on what God needs for him, he was always transcended himself. There was no point in asking what he was because he is now this other person. Right. You are in that place. So when someone says, when you do that, when you totally give, then what about you? There's just a new, there's a new you. Right. There's a new you. Like he says later on, even emotionally, when it comes to Shema, the Benini is going to have emotion. There's times that because you became this other person, you're going to get high. You're going to have the highs at, and, and the, uh, the real stuff as much as anybody many times over on a different level. You could be stuck in your space and worry about how the old me was and with all those issues. And then you could just put on a, just a new, just get a new set of clothes, dress differently, dress this, there mitzvahs. Right. And then this new stuff comes and with a whole different set of emo- uh, all the emotions, but just on a completely selfless level. And that's by giving up, by, by, by this bait and he just live for, live for this other thing, which is scary because it's counterintuitive the way we're always taught. We're always saying, what do you feel like? <laughs> what do you want? And, and, and Tanya is saying to you, the bait in the, which is the whole point of the Sefer is, is coming to tell you is do this and you will find all your answers. Same thing, you know, many times we spoke about how the Tanya says it doesn't, it came to answer all the questions. And if you go to Tanya, there's almost never any question that he actually answers. Right. So how is he answering all the questions if he doesn't answer any of the questions? Right. He's because the answer is you just have to go to this other place. Once you go to that place, mm. Your, que- your question is not going to be a question. The best way to answer a question is not by an answer, by just rephrasing the question to a place where it's just never a question. It's not even an issue anymore. And that's the space of a Bainini, completely living for, for what's good and what's right. And then Dalter says the motion, everything comes with it. Right, wow. Wow, that's such an interesting thing because in my space, like in a psychotherapeutic, like talk therapy orientation, a lot of the process, when you're like in reflection, someone asks a question, right? Let's say, like, I don't understand why this bad thing had to happen to me. So a lot of times the solution, similar to what you're saying, just to draw it down to a practical level, is to help the person reframe the question. Instead of saying, why did this happen to me? 
what is the purposefulness, for example, it's like a Viktor Frankl kind of thing, right? What is the purposefulness that I can draw from this? What can I learn from this? And how can I utilize this in a positive frame? So to me, this is kind of that Chiddush is touching in on what the Alter Rebbe was trying to say, which is like, once you reframe the idea, once you reframe your perspective towards purposefulness, towards usefulness, towards right action, towards you know, functionality, trying to like make the most of the time that you're in, then the question that was previously a question is, it's a, it's a different question. It's not that you've answered the question, but the question becomes a different question. Not like, why did this happen? But how can I utilize this experience to further my efforts? So then therefore the person is directed away from the kind of self-reflection, so to speak, that would be like the opposite of what Rebbechanim was doing. Meaning he's, because the person's becoming preoccupied with his madrega, with his level or his place or what's going on in his life. Right? I don't know why is this happening to me because really other things should be happening to me so that I can reach a certain level of satisfaction or accomplishment or something like that. As opposed to, no, it doesn't nothing to do with me. What opportunity is being laid out before me, right? Not that... I'm asking for challenges, right? But, right? right? But what opportunity is there now when you reframe that question, the question no longer becomes a question. You've answered all the questions. And that's, in Ariachim and Sake, such a good example of it because there's very few people that ever have been living through the challenges that he had. He was during Chorban bias. Millions of people were dying around him. His, everything of destruction of family, every, whole Judaism was being destroyed right in front of his eyes. And yet he was on all the time. And he single-handedly was able to create a situation with the Romans, as the Gemara says. He is responsible for the entire future of Judaism. Right. By, by him staying, never always saying, oh, what wow. does God want? What, are, what, what am I supposed to think now? What's the Torah answer? What am I speaking? What am I doing? He was able to transform Every single existence, all the challenges that happen to be the most, to, to set up the stage for the whole future of Yiddishkeit. Right. So the only time that he started asking, when, what's, what am I doing is when I was 120 and he was passing away and he's on his bed and he can't actually do anything. The says, at that time, it's a sign for him that God wants him to think about himself for, a few, for, for one day, right. you know, to work it out. And with his students and stuff like that. And that was the message that he imparted to them. And has never been such success. And therefore, same thing there, but also his whole life. Always about what can I do for somebody else? Right. What can I do? What right. can I do? What can I do? How can I be more present? So I'm getting more present, more present. And look what happened. Changed everybody. Changed all of us. Changed my life. Changed your life. Changed all our lives. Changed the world by, 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 by living the life of a Bainini. What does God want? Wow. And just think of it in terror perspective. And once we think in terror perspective, we, we tap in, the cause make us. It ends up, we, we, we gain a whole new perspective on everything in our lives. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you, man.